Hello and welcome to more like a let's experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host Lexa White and with me this week is a goose? Bonk. <laughs> How have you been my pu- Yeah, I'm doing very well thanks Lexa. It's been a little while since uh, since we've talked but I'm yeah. very glad to be back. For those who may not know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Absolutely. So uh, I am a goose. Uh, I have written a bunch of articles uh, on Across the Bifrost uh, called the Dreaded series, which tells you uh, why you should dread certain characters that are maybe underestimated within the the MCP meta. Uh, Although that series has been on a little bit of a hiatus recently, uh, I am hopeful that I'll get back to it soon because there's an awful lot of characters that I don't think yeah. Get the love that they deserve. Uh-huh. Uh, have you done one on who we're going to be talking about today? I have, actually. Although, uh, Ms. Uh, sorry, I, I don't know if I should spoil who it is. It was actually one of my first um, articles. So the world has moved on a very great deal since then. And also, I have some new tech that only people who listen to The Darkhold, my bonus podcast on my Patreon, will have heard at this point. Yes, I'm very excited to talk about that as well. Yes, uh, but first I must ask you, what character not in Marvel Crisis Protocol do you want to see in Marvel Crisis Protocol? Well, I have just recently seen the uh, Across the Spider-Verse movie, the first part. I have uh, not yet. I th- well, without any spoilers then, uh, I think we need Spider-Punk in MCP. Oh, of course. Uh, the reason I haven't seen it is that... Uh, Finding two hours, uh, two and a half hours in my life, or closer to three because it would be in theaters, is a lot right now. Yes, I can absolutely understand that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I loved the character, loved their portrayal uh, in the movie, mm-hmm. and I think I'm going to have to uh, hunt down some of the comics that he's from now because, well, as a fellow Brit, I mean, I need a bit of representation there, you know. And, and as a fellow punk, I also appreciate the representation. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I I hope you get those three hours soon because I'm I think you'll enjoy it quite a lot. Yeah, it's um probably the priority for me just because it's shorter is to go see a showing of past lives. Yeah, very fair. Uh, again, just because it's only like an hour and a half hour. F- 45, I think, one time, rather than two hours, 21 time. I will be honest and say that possibly the most controversial opinion I have about the movie is that it would have been better if Rob and releasing it as two, two and a half hour long movies that will take five hours to tell a story. They had uh, maybe reworked it into a TV show. I think that would be easier to digest for a lot of people. Uh, uh, yes. But it is still fantastic. <laughs> I've heard that opinion come up a lot recently, and I think there is something to be said for the theater experience that uh, television never gets, which, if television should get that experience, is an entirely different conversation. And Yeah, I don't disagree. And two, uh, I think... 
turning movies, long movies into TV shows has caused the lost art of actually making good TV episodes. Um, yeah, I could see that argument as well. And the more I can stave that off, the better, because I think a well-written singular episode of a TV show that both works on its own and works in the tapestry of the entire whole is becoming a lost art in the uh, streaming, uh, we built the entire season together all at once. So it's one big story rather than a bunch of distinct stories that build together into a big tapestry. Yeah, I will. I will admit, TV writing is a different art to yeah. movies, mm-hmm. um, and visually, seeing across the Spider Verse in the cinema was absolutely incredible. the The animation, I think, is possibly the best animation I've seen. It's definitely up there. Um, yeah, like the they, only people in uh, Sony Animation field of view, but doing very different things in Studio Footage. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, I which... don't know, I just go back and forth on it, because I will admit that by the time we were done with two and a half hours of Spider-Man movie, which does not, again, no spoilers, but it does not reach the end of the story, because it is only half of the story, yes. um, I which... was very ready to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> But also, uh, let's talk about the older cinematic tra- tradition of the intermission. And having films, long films designed with intermissions. And I, I won't lie, if I could have taken 10 minutes to go and, you know, freshen up, get a, <laughs> refresh my drink and uh, walk around, uh, I would have enjoyed that movie a lot more. And I, I think we're going to start seeing with these two-part movies, when the second part comes out, we will have a, let's rewatch film A, intermission, film part two, return. Well, they, they will definitely have to do that. Uh, I can't imagine sitting, sitting even in the comfiest cinema chair for, for five hours straight. And, and I think that is a cinema tradition I am very glad that these things are probably going to bring back. Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially since that is a tradition not lost in some other, uh, specifically Indian cinema, still does intermissions built into their films. Ah. I, I did not know that. Yeah. But mind you, they also do consistently like three-hour films, so. Fair, yeah. Anyway, oh, we are both movie people, so we will probably need to do another bonus episode <laughs> together again soon. <laughs> To get all absolutely. of them. Absolutely. I mean, sorry. Uh, I I absolutely have so much to say about Spider-Verse 2. So if you do get to see it, I would love to ramble at you about that. Yeah. And I have so much to say about a number of films this year. So uh, some of which have already gone up at the Patreon with some people. Uh, check out the Shin Kamen Rider and Shin Ultraman episodes I had with the wonderful, wonderful Tokusatsu Maniac Frank. And the fantastic Scream 6 episode I had with the wonderful, wonderful Kyle Clark. If you are on the Patreon, all three of those are already up on the Patreon. And if you love movies, definitely join the Patreon. It, yes. it is always a delight to talk to, to Lexa about movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to find someone to talk about the new Fast and Fierce because, by God, was that film fun. 
<laughs> Fair. I, I am not a Fast and the Furious expert, but, uh, uh-huh. you know, I if you recommend it, I trust your opinion, so I may well start, although I think there's like, what, 12 movies uh, now? This is number ridiculous? 10. Okay, so not quite 12, but it is a bit of a commitment. Yeah. Um, but like, I also, I went and saw The Blackening, the new all-black horror comedy. Oh my god, it was so much fun. Brilliant. So yeah, there's just been some good films this year, but we're not here to talk about that. We're no, here no, to we're talk not. about Marvel Crisis Protocol. So who did you bring for us to talk about today? I have brought Ms. Marvel. Yes. Uh, one of, one. in fact, I'm not going to say one of, I'm going to say my favorite Marvel Comics character, uh, the character that actually got me back into Marvel at all after quite a lengthy break, uh, and Probably one of the most interesting designs in MCP, in my opinion. Yes. So, do we want to start by talking? So, first off, we're, uh, we've done her one time before. We're not going to repeat her in Spider-Foes. And, of course, we're not doing her in Avengers or in Humans, because those are her home affiliations. Absolutely. I would also like to rule out a couple of affiliations. Okay. Uh, because I primarily have used Ms. Marvel in A-Force. Mm-hmm. And in Web Warriors. Uh, so, Fair if enough. you want my thoughts on, yeah, if you want my thoughts on her in those affiliations, um, that is covered pretty extensively, especially the Web Warriors portion in uh, the article, which you can find on acrossthebifrost.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, although the world has moved on, I don't think her role within Web Warriors has changed very much. Uh, so, mm-hmm. there's still plenty of other affiliations that. Uh, Yes. She can slot into quite nicely. Do we want to talk about the secret tech first? I think we should. Uh, I would. Yeah, I, I think that's a good place to start. She is fucking bonkers on sword base. <laughs> yes, she is. Because she can interact with all four points in a single turn with one move action in Embiggen form. Yep. She is enormous and ridiculously speedy. Uh, which is a great combination. And she also has really good coverage uh, and and for energy defense for uh, Deadly Meteors. Yeah. Um, That is one of the main reasons I've taken her um, in A-Force, especially historically. Uh, It's trivially easy to build a very strong A-Force squad with nobody who has energy defense below four. Mm Mm-hmm. So, speaking of that, I, I'm i going to f- throw out the first gambit, and I think there is a criminal syndicate build that will evolve with Claw that is a pay-to-flip build. I completely agree. Uh, I also think the idea of Ms. Marvel working with the criminal syndicate is hilarious. <laughs> Just on a dramatic perspective. Yep. Um... um She's also really interesting um, under New Dog yes. uh, because she gets so many rerolls. She is very likely to hit the wild. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, for for sure. That that, And I think Claw will not be the leader of whatever build of Criminal Syndicate that's p- playing the pay to flips. I think uh, he will be the support um, piece that comes in on energy pay to flip with the... He is the first character with five energy defense. I actually think 
the only uh, place I would be very tempted to take his leadership is on Deadly Meteors. Yeah. Because I think it opens up possibility for him to move around and get ridiculous beams on people. Yep. But um, other than that, I mean, I've often been surprised by how characters perform when I put them on the table. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm not willing to say that I would never use his leadership outside of that. I might find that actually when I get it on the table, it's it's an incredible thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suspect you're right that he's more of a tech piece than a leader 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to point out uh, X-Men. Yeah. Um Oh, I would need to Sorry. do the math. Ooh. Does a storm hop off of a character get you the th- enough distance to hit all four points on sword base? I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, I think what you can do with X-Men um, requires taking miles as well. Um, but, I... but using... Um, a better tomorrow to get the out of activation larger um, Kamala onto the table to then hop off of that. Yeah, uh, I think could be very interesting. Um, but also, just in general, she is a range four slash range three character. Uh, when she is range three, she actually teleports backwards at the end of turn, so she ends up being a range four, range five character generally. And just that yeah, cover. Yeah, she's actually slightly longer than range five, mm-hmm. uh, and she can do really obnoxious tricks. Um, yeah. One of my favorite things to do with her is to hide her behind a large piece of terrain, hop onto the top of the terrain, yep. blow up whoever you need to blow up, and then end your turn back behind the terrain. It's mm-hmm. obviously map dependent, but uh, it's a lot of fun. She's, yep. She is better at ambushing than any of the characters who have the ambush. Wild trigger. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, are there any other places that jump out to you? Because I have, I have a couple others in mind. So, um, I have heard, although I haven't run it myself, that there is an interesting Asgard build with her. Interesting. Um, she does not have any trouble generating power as a general rule, mm-hmm. and her ability uh, essentially... Sorry, I should probably explain. When um, I'm using Ms. Marvel, I'm generally using her as either a primary control piece or a primary mm-hmm. damage piece. Yep. Uh, and she rarely gets to play both roles in a game. Mm-hmm. But if she is being a control piece and hitting the wild triggers to pull people in, it means that the rest of your Asgard pieces uh, find it much easier to get the double attacks in. Yep. Uh, which can be huge. And she's got the throw as well, which generally yep. plays into their game plan and the high energy defense. So I can see a role for her there. Um, just trying to think about where else I might slot her in. Um, let's see. Um, I do want to point to uh, something that is coming forward uh, coming soon which is the Mbaku leadership yes uh, she does enjoy the um, oh what's it the 
wild trigger in the same way that uh, she does with New Dog. So And she with her transform shenanigans, she can almost always end the turn contesting a secure. And that yeah. uh push or place uh prevention while limited to once per turn, so you are not as I really hope they would be having first read this, uh the best team on uh cosmic invasion. Uh I still think they're a pretty good team. Yeah, absolutely. Um I have also historically used her in Brotherhood of Mutants. Yep. Um she enjoys the refund that Mystique gives her. Yep. And she plays quite well into the wide Mystique plan and she has a throw for uh, Magneto. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a more difficult sell these days, I think, because Brotherhood has such a good affiliated roster. Yeah. That they don't really need a stronger three in there, mm-hmm. but it's possible. Um, but I think those are all the places I would really put her. The thing about Ms. Marvel is that I think she is generally, genuinely even uh, one of the best just flexible role players in the mm-hmm. three slot. Uh, she can fairly reliably just daze or KO a uh, five health, three defense character. Yeah. If she begins her turn with three power. Uh, so she's got the damage. She's got the control um, and she's got ridiculous movement um, mm-hmm. if you need that as well. So there's not really anywhere you can't put Ms. Marvel. And she has uh, such good scenario play. She really does. Um, She's not flashy yeah. turn one, but her turn two onward scenario play is nuts. Yeah. Um, there have rarely been games where Miss Marvel hasn't um, done something that has hurt me a bunch of points, effectively. Uh, the only time she has disappointed is when my opponent has recognized that she is a much bigger threat than she looks on paper and taken her out as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and it's uh, the only other time she has disappointed me is she is not as good when your opponent's team is all size four or bigger. That is very true. Uh, she doesn't like the big boy meta. Uh, <laughs> uh, I you had do... a... <laughs> Sorry. I had a game where I faced a Dormammu and a Mortal Hulk team at 15. Yeah, she's not going to have a good time there. Um, no. <laughs> and that is definitely her weakness. You You do need to match her up against people who are smaller than her. But that's still most of the roster, so... Yeah. Yeah. Even if um, she is not going to be KOing Hulk in most games. Yeah. So, we talked about a number of options. Is there one that jumps out to you as the place you want to go? I am leaning towards Criminal Syndicate, to be honest, just because I haven't played an awful lot of them. Cool. And I do intend to start because they have had some really interesting releases lately. I I have made no bones about my love for Nudok. Yes. Yeah, he is a fascinating character. So, oh, so we're going to build pay-to-flip criminals. Yeah, that sounds good. 
So I People think... tell me you shouldn't take uh, Eight of Flips unless you're X-Men these days, so I'm happy to prove them wrong. Well, as someone who spends a fair amount of time with Charles, the X-Men pilot, he says, no, if you tech for Peta Flips, you can do just fine on them. It's not an X-Men thing. People just aren't tech for Peta Flips. And trust me, I have seen some really close games between a uh, Peta Flip tech X-Force team <laughs> and Charles. We discussed. Um, again, I think that Miss Marvel is underrated yeah. for her scenario play on Peta Flips specifically. As mm-hmm. you say, there's a, there's a few scenarios where she can just try and flip everything and will have the power to do so. Yeah. So I think we start out with uh, Moda, uh, Nudok and Claw. Who is our next person for the pay-to-flip plan? Well, let's see. What is Ulick energy defense like? Although, actually, Ulick might not be bad for the physical yeah. pay-to-flips if we wind up forced onto that. Which I don't think we mind at all with Miss Marvel because she also exerts a lot of influence on physical pay-to-flips as well. Yeah, she's only three, three defense, but she can move around so well. Uh, I think she makes up for that. And you can always walk onto the point, throw in small form, and still flip. Absolutely. Um, and so yeah, I think. Yeah. Sorry. Having that interchange between Ulick and Claw for whether you're doing the energy or the physical pay to flips, I think is a perfectly fair call. Absolutely. Um, I like. Uh, New Doc making the shatter trigger a little bit more likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, yeah, he's got that way of getting rid of the big terrain that New Doc hates getting thrown at him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think, think some good synergy there. We need Bullseye in this list. Yes. That is a very fair call. He's just generically good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we don't have any other 4-4 characters. No, Uh, I'm just scrolling through the list now, and yeah, not not a huge amount of energy defense in criminals. Yeah, but a 3 energy defense is still fine when you can aggressively pay to flip stuff. And I think Craven gets on to points to aggressively make attempts. Yes, I think that's fair. I haven't had an excuse to put Craven on the table since I painted him, which has got to be a long time ago now. So, And he's another character with inbuilt rerolls for New Doc. Yep. Got the rerolls. He can uh, get the expert tracker down, which Ms. Marvel really likes oh, being yeah. given extra dice. Oh, yeah. Um... um and yeah, Corner of the Beast is an interesting one as well. I have had mm-hmm. that used against me when I've been playing Web Warriors and it felt real bad on Gwen. She literally had to just stand there and shake her bleed and that was her turn. <laughs> I can only imagine what that does on Peter Flips actually because standing on the point is not as important as getting to a point to flip it in Peter Flips. Yeah. So the movement restriction with Corner of the Beast is so much more powerful in Peter Flips. 
Yeah, I I hadn't actually considered that before, but yeah, I think I think there's some game here. Yeah. Cool, Craven. Uh, you might be the secret MVP. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying Craven's the secret MVP of Criminal Syndicate for a while now. Yeah. Um, because he um... also can turn one attack to get onto a point. Just walk up spear thrust, walk onto a point. Um, I do think there is a very obvious call for out of affiliation pull. Who, sorry? For out of affiliation. Oh, yeah? I think Who are you thinking? Beta Ray Bill is one of the best pay to flip pieces right now. Yeah, that is difficult to argue. Uh, there is, I think, potential argument to be made. To go in a completely different direction. Um, oh? And go with Captain Marvel to double down on the Ms. Marvel synergy. Yeah. Uh, she she also has four energy. She has longer range, uh, which can be very useful. Uh, she likes the reroll. Um, well, no, she, she brings the reroll to try and get the wild trigger. Yeah. She technically, she had the throw as well. My my thing with Beta Ray Bell is he is a 4-4 four, four that generates two power a turn. Yeah, 4-4 four, four rather than a 3-4 is is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, I have played a lot of Captain Marvel. She really does not like physical attacks, and she really does not like having things thrown at her. Yep. And those are two weaknesses that I think are going to be pretty present in this list at the moment. Yeah. The only person who does like having things thrown at him is Ulick. So, uh, yeah, I think, sorry. Uh, I think Modoc Scientist Supreme is willing to take more things thrown at him than you expect. Okay. Because Uh, I think he is getting attacked so rarely because of genius requires sacrifice. Okay, so it's, it's most of the incoming damage is coming just from that. Yeah, and with and seven he health. Does have seven health. <laughs> yeah. So you've got to throw quite a lot of them to get him down. Yeah. Okay. I haven't actually, um, as I say, put New Doc on the table yet. Um, I literally got him this weekend. So he is yeah. just being built. But I will defer to you on that one. Mm hmm. He does look like a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, you're probably right. Uh, and I, I will think... also, on the Nudoc angle, I want to bring up Nudoc's attack rebels are spent from an allied character. And Miss Marvel can definitely get to the point where she has more power than she knows, knows what to do with. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, that was something I, I wanted to bring up. Um, it is not uncommon for her to wind up maxed out on power if she spikes high. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rerolls help her spike high quite yep. a lot. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think Beta Ray Bill is probably the right call mm-hmm. uh, for this particular list. Mm-hmm. Any other picks that just jump out to you? Uh, well. I do like Gwenpool 
but that is purely because I finished painting her yesterday. So <laughs> I don't know if she's got particular synergy here. Uh, I she okay is in a sorry come. Uh, my opinions about Gwenpool, which I have stated a number of times, is I think she is a terrible design that is a good character. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, in terms of matching the character, there's so many things that are even on her card that I wish were represented mechanically. Yeah. Um, I I wanted the land shark. I wanted the the moped. Mm. Um, uh, she is a four three four with claw armor, so yep. reduces damage by one. She's got her own rerolls. Uh, she got she's a teleport. Got an area attack. She's got a teleport, um, which again, really good on paid flips. Yep. <laughs> so it's yes, I think she is the right call. I'm still frustrated by her as a, a, a design. I can completely understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do the think only other question. Sorry, yeah. go, on. go ahead. I was going to say the only other thing we might consider is rather than putting in Gwenpool as our next affiliated four, we could put in Kingpin just so that we have the option to flex into Kingpin if we don't get paid flips. Yeah, that is a potential thing. And Miss Marvel has the ability to transverse the board. Yes. Uh, she is very good at running away if running away is what you want to do. And if you're counting as two characters, it's maybe not a terrible idea sometimes. But also, she's very good at running into the lane of danger after everyone else is activated. Two. Yeah, I think... She, I th- she will get where she needs to be. <laughs> and he's also, for physical defense, has a throw, which helps on pay to flips. Um, yeah. I'm down for the Kingpin plan. Okay, let's uh, let's put Kingpin in over uh, Ms. Poole for mm-hmm. now. Um... I do want to talk about an out-of-affiliation three-threat that I've been playing a fair bit recently, who I think has play on pay-to-flips, which is Scourge. Ooh, interesting. Uh, He's four physical, three energy, makes two power a turn. Uh, He doesn't have a character throw, but if you're playing him aggressive into the opponent's uh, pay to flip points. He is getting the chance to right hand man people. Yeah, uh, he can also use his power to bodyguard New Doc if New Doc has run out of power. Yep, for his own. So I don't hate that. And I will. I'm already considering uh, Scuttlebutt on me, and he's the other person that can play Scuttlebutt on me. Yeah, I mean, if we're taking Beta Ray Bill anyway. Is there an is there going to be a threat value where we well, can take? I don't no, think we're, we're ever not going, going to be able to take, take all both. three. Yeah, but being able to pl- have a card in your uh, tactic card that can be played with two different characters, so you can threat oscillate and still have that tactic card, is still solid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can I can absolutely see that. Uh, the only other character, so there's two characters in Criminal Syndicate that I have splashed a lot outside of Criminal Syndicate. Okay. Um, I don't think either of them are particularly surprising. It's going to be Black Cat and Hood, uh, both of whom are fantastic for very different reasons. 
Hood does not like paperflips. No. I will I will admit that. And I've I've softened on Hood. Yeah. Um but that may just because be because I've been playing a very much uh you attack someone and then you get on the point on turn one criminal syndicate, which is not the game plan Hood is playing. No. Um Hood is really um about getting the healing support onto his team and if he oh, yeah. can't do that, punishing them with big attacks for mm-hmm. not letting him do that. Um, which is a playstyle I really like. But I don't think he's um he's gonna be playing into the Ada Flip plan and I think uh Black Cat actually shores up what might be a little bit of a weakness in that she has excellent extract game and we haven't really discussed Extract. What our plan is for extracts, yeah. yeah. I can definitely see Black Cat. Um, she's still a character that I have a bitter taste about, but I recognize that she is good. Yeah, it's difficult to argue with her, um, and that isn't a character design type that I think either of us are hugely fond of. Yeah, um, but she is just. I mean, even if she's not stealing and running around uh, in a world where we have so many huge threat characters uh, dominating the table, the stagger is huge. Yeah. Um, it's not that I don't like her character design. Because um, I think her... How do I phrase this? I don't dislike her character archetype. I just think that she was designed... She pushed the boundary of that archetype a little bit too much. Yeah, my my big problem with her isn't necessarily her herself. It's that if I'm looking at a three-threat long mover, and that is what I, I want, I now have to answer the question, why is this character not Black Cat? Yeah. And mm-hmm. sometimes there's answers to that. But other times, the character that I want to play is Viper, and it is impossible for me to justify. Uh, there is some sneaky in Hydra tech with Viper. There is a little. There is a little. But I still generally wind up thinking this would be more effective if it was Black Cat. Maybe. Uh, but she is also affiliated there, so that helps. Um... But is there anything else we are missing looking at the roster? Because this would be the final, the final slot. Yeah, uh, uh, I think I think the question is more: Do we do scourge or do we do a different three thread out of affiliation rather than do we do black cat? Does that make sense? So, yeah, I can I can see that. So I'll slot black cat in. The other out of affiliation three threat who I think we could play. Um, and actually might then negate the need for Black Cat to some extent, would be Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Um, a Better Tomorrow is just a ridiculous card. Yes, um, it is. In the right circumstances. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and Miles, again, um, pretty happy with the uh, the extra damage if he gets the, the wild trigger mm-hmm. or the extra defense. Um, yep. with his re-rolls. He's got stealth, which we like, and he's got the ability to make people drop their extracts. Not 
as well as Black Cat <coughs> does, but mm -hmm. it's something that he can do. <coughs> yeah, there's just been more and more of these type of effects, and I think the diversification of these type of effects, even onto mediocre characters, which Bla uh, Miles is not a mediocre character, but I'm specifically thinking of the original Human Torch. Uh, gives those characters some amount of value, even if it's not obvious. No, absolutely. Um, I think it's really good. Um, Miles, I think, was actually the OG, uh, the first person yes. to get this effect. And exactly. I remember us all going wild for it when uh, when we saw it. Mm -hmm. um, I actually fairly rarely find that he's in a position to use that ability. Um, but then I'm generally playing him as my leader and trying to keep him super safe. Yeah. Um, because he is, he, if he's in charge, he attracts attacks like nothing else. Yep. Um, he might be a less tempting target in a, an out of affiliation role. Mm -hmm. But I'm not totally sold on that. I think yeah. Scourge actually is a very interesting option, um, particularly alongside New Doc for that double bodyguard sort of trick where yeah. New Doc can throw on to, say, Ulick, and then if New Doc has run out of power, then Scourge can also step in. I like that quite a lot. And it's also a way to early get Scourge some aggressive triggers early in the game. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've also just always been really impressed with Scourge. Uh, I've played him yeah. a little bit in um, Convocation, weirdly enough. <laughs> And every time I've put him on the table, he has done what I've asked him to do. So I recently yeah, played him in Guardians. Um, and let's just say he bullied a domino. <laughs> just nice. absolutely bullied a domino. Yeah, I can see that. He, yeah, I, I can see that quite easily. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay, so cool. I think that's our 10 characters. Yeah. Then. So, uh... I think we have two of our three secures pretty well figured out. Yeah, absolutely. In sword we... base and uh, uh, deadly medias. Yeah, yeah. I think those two are inarguable. Do we want spider uh, portals or do we want uh, mutant madman as our final option? Hmm. If we weren't building specifically to try and show off Ms. Marvel, um, I would probably lean towards uh, Mutant Madman, mm -hmm. just because I think with Scourge and Beta, um, yeah, Scourge, Beta Ray, Bill, Ulick, we've got a lot of good physical defense and Kingpin. Mm -hmm. uh, but we are trying to show off Ms. Marvel, and I think Spider Portals uh, does that a little bit better. Very fair. She. So, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that one with the caveat that if you're trying to play this particular list to win, you might want to be looking at a uh, madman. Mm -hmm. Now, what are our extracts? Okay. Uh, historically, Montessi formula was always really good with Miss Marvel, but you don't get the rerolls anymore, anymore, which makes me very sad. Yeah. Uh, but I understand I like why. Yeah. Because yeah, it... 
now we can't have goddamn uh, sh- uh, shield agents with a book KOing two people in a ton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a little silly. Um, Ms. Marvel, especially, I used to uh, just really like it on because she could transform, she could get three re rolls into a beam. Ugh. Uh, the good old days. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we probably we probably don't want Montessi anymore, unfortunately. No. Um, I think, cause like, I think paranoia is an interesting option for us. Oh yeah, um, it gets people onto the midline, which we don't mind. People being on the midline, to- stuck on the midline, tone one. Yeah, uh, we have at least two characters that can flip a pay to flip, walk up, and still pick up the paranoia. And then Miss Marvel in the mid game can teleport. And have such distance to pick up a paranoia while still being within two. And then when she teleports down, she can be in safety and then still within two of someone. Absolutely. Yeah, I can see that. Um, research station, I think, might be pretty gross with this team as well. Yeah. Um, Ms. Marvel can basically chase the researcher without having to spend move actions, which mm-hmm. is just huge. Um, and we have kingpin leadership that we can play on it exactly i was going to say we can flex into kingpin um i don't know if new doc particularly likes um research station i suspect not but kingpin certainly does not mind it but like the dive buddies of miss marvel and ulik on researcher is such a scary yeah, I'm just looking at the team that I would make, and I think Ulick, Ms. Marvel, Kingpin, and um, Raven might actually be really nasty. Yeah, that that seems nasty. Yeah, I, so I think Paranoia and Research, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Which leaves us with one more. Uh, I know it's kind so of a joke. My- Hmm, go on. I know it's a kind of a joke, but Miss Marvel really likes a hammer. <laughs> she does. Uh, and in fact, a lot of our team really likes a hammer. Nudoc um, does not mind a hammer because he's generally throwing attacks not onto himself. Uh, yep. Ulick can go anywhere anyways. So at going anywhere with seven dice suddenly makes his power mass a lot closer um, in places... <sighs> there are some dirty Ulick teams in Red School Cabal. There definitely are. Um, I've actually been playing Ulick um, when I have been playing it mostly alongside Malekith, mm-hmm. um, where fittingly he is also disgusting, but then it's a Malekith list. But it's it's always pretty gross. Have you ever advanced your D for four on turn one? And all four sure characters have, have charges? <laughs> yes. Yep, that is that is my trick. Uh, it's really nasty. Because um, <laughs> you play yeah. uh, Ulick, Red Skull, uh, Ulick, so 5, 9, yeah, 19. Ulick, Red Skull, Korbach, Red Skull. Uh, sorry, 18, because it's uh, Zima the 3. Uh, Ulick, Korbach, Red Skull. Baron Zemo, Killmonger, and uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America, Steve Rogers. Uh, 
Yeah, I was actually doing it um, three characters, not four, to be fair. I was going uh, Malekith, Ulick, Zemo, and Wong. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Wong's job is to keep conditions off of uh, Malekith and mm-hmm. get everybody charging turn one. And that is um, unpleasant to play against, which is why I'm not playing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Do we actually want to go uh, hammers? So the only other one that jumps out at me, just because it is my favorite um, extract, is Alien Ship. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think we have any particular argument for being better on Alien Ship than anybody else. I just find it a lot of fun to play. Um, I have not gotten so, to play it as much as I want to. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy to go with um, Fear Grips. I mm-hmm. think Hammers, we've got a lot of characters who love a hammer. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, looking at the team... We're going to be overly reliant on particular characters to play tactics cards, so we yeah. can kind of work around that a little bit. So, speaking of tactic cards, uh, we're not going to play any of the Miss Marvel ones because we don't have any of her buddies. Yeah, that is a shame. Her fan club is probably top three favorite um, tactics cards in the game, but mm-hmm. yeah, I still think Beta Ray Bill is the better choice. Yeah, being sensible. Um, but all according to plan. Yeah, I think that's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think cruelty is a new no-brainer. Yes, uh, the extra attack is just really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, Miss Marvel uh, can't do fun stuff with it, but nobody can do fun stuff with it. Yeah. And it just got new art. I haven't actually seen that. Uh, if, uh, if you're on Cerebro, go all... Click the left button a couple times and you will see the new promo art from the store kit. With Taskmaster fighting the spider Mint. Nice. Wow, my system is being slow this morning. <laughs> oh, that is cool. Oh, yeah. I like that a lot. Okay, yeah, I'm sold. Uh, I need to get a store kit, and we need cruelty. Mm-hmm. So, yes, so uh, far we are two for two for things I can get special promo versions of, because I also have the uh, Sacramento Street Art version of All According to Plan from some people at LVO. Very cool. Um, How do we feel about like the to... new doc cards? So... uh. I am not a huge fan of them. I was going to say, though, there's one more affiliated card I'd be really tempted okay, by. Okay, let's go for it. Which is uh, No Mercy. Oh, yes. Because we've got a character, we've got a leader we're intending to play an awful lot here who loves to draw power off of other people. Yeah. So anybody at any time gets that daze, he's going to be happy about it. I love playing No Mercy with uh, Angela X twenty three or Carnage because you can, if you spend, you can, it means you can spend her and still get your uh, Fury attack. Oh, nice! Because yeah. it's when you would daze a character, and all of those are trigger when you daze a character. So, yep, different timing Very steps cool. so you can get play it beforehand. Yeah, that's uh, that's very Magic the Gathering wombo combo. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I I I like No Mercy. How do you feel about uh, the new dot cards, though? You've you've definitely got more experience with him than I do. I 
I think they are very interesting. Um, okay. I'm not a hundred percent sure on either of them. Um, I definitely yeah. like Simpleton more than I like uh, Mind Games, but I also think we are going to be a team that is going to try and push an advantage on scenario, and not a killy team that is going to play from behind and then kind of use that one VP catch up to reposition Nudok into a place where he just dunks on people. The Simpleton card is really interesting. Um, that you you do sometimes wind up in a position where you're going to lose the character anyway. So yeah, arguably at that point, it's kind of a mission objective and a teleport yes. um, and an extra VP. Mm-hmm. But quite often I would like to force my opponent to spend the action to kill the character anyway. Yeah. Um, and just play mission objective if that's what I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. So, But I, yeah, think, it's, I think it's, it's used tough. more often for the teleport at the start of a MODOK activation to get a double tap on the person that would kill. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, the only other thing, again, I, I don't have a lot of experience. I will probably mm-hmm. put him on the table and try it a few times yeah for sure but i do i do worry that even in that scenario your character is more useful as a power battery to fuel the attack rerolls than just getting getting them off the table but Mm -hmm. i i have used it once to win the game when i scored out like nine points in a turn oh okay that's quite a swing uh it was uh cubes um cubes uh Superpowered scoundrels. So oh, yeah, that's that's a lot of points on the table. And I dazed their entire team and could pick up the ashes. Nice, very nice. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'm not sure about actually taking either of these cards mm-hmm. um, again. Like we didn't really talk about mind games, but mind games gives me anxiety. If I'm honest, <laughs> I feel like every time I use it, I will just make the wrong choice and give my opponent VPs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah um maybe we leave them to the side for now and see yep. if we have trouble filling out the remaining slots uh we are bringing um, scuttle but on me yep um and the other card i really love uh is rock control fair i i am less high on rock control I really love the ability to reposition when it's not his turn. Mm. Um, admittedly, you're dropping the objective uh, if you've got one. Yeah. But I have found it very, very useful to put him exactly where he needs to be mm. um, and run away <laughs> when required. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've been less than impressed with him. But again, my most of my Ulic lens is much more through uh, Red Skull Cabal, where he just always has the power to do double um, uh, crushing leap, and that covers so much distance by itself and doesn't require you to drop the objective. Yeah, that's true. Um, I have, as I say, mostly played him with Malekith, where power can sometimes be an issue yeah. if he whiffs the early attack. Um, but generally you're getting a, a damage through as uh, 
Ulek, and with Red Skull leadership, that's still two power, which is what you need. Absolutely, and I've got no idea how he'll feel under New Dog. Yeah. Um, so that'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think we put that in the we... maybe pile as well. Sure, sure, sure. Do we want Claw's ridiculous Area 5 attack just because it's fun? <laughs> I am down for it. I have not played with it because I'm very much a, like, get my mo- get the models into my hand before I do my testing. Uh, yeah, type person. Um, I'm I'm kind I'm the same way. Um, I do think on paper, supersonic annihilator on deadly meteors is deeply unpleasant. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna hit your entire team with uh, a six die energy attack and see what happens. Yeah, let's do it because it's funny. Yeah, cool. I'm down for that. Um, <laughs> restricted card wise, what jumps out to you? I think we need Brace for Impact. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little sad to say, uh, because I do feel like these days I just don't take a roster that doesn't have Brace for Impact. Mm-hmm. Um, but with us in particular, we have got quite a few characters, depending on which way we build the team, who just have three physical defense, and that's what they're hoping for. So I find that uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol at this point is designed around Brace for Impact much in the same way that uh, League of Legends now is designed around Flash. Yeah, I don't play League, so that yeah. one's a little over my head. Where it, it allows them to be more interesting in their design knowing everyone has an escape button. They can push those limits a little bit further. And so by yeah. always having that escape button in there and available to people, they can do more interesting stuff elsewhere without it feeling unfair. That is that is a fair point. Um, I do feel like I have definitely had games make made or well won or lost um, by choosing when I'm going to use that brace. Oh, yeah. And holding it back for the right moment. So it's not like it's a mindless card. You do still have to think about <laughs> the wider board context um but i do think it's it's a lock for almost every roster yeah. these days um, um I, I think our second choice though is follow me okay interesting uh what makes you say that um the power of all according to plan for follow me as an aggressive play when you are trying to make that final push for VPs. Yeah, I can see that. Ms. Marvel also very easily ends her activation with the power to play follow me. Oh, that yeah. is not often a problem late game. Mm-hmm. Um, the other choice I was thinking was patch up because we've got Claw, Ulick, and Nudok who mm-hmm. all have deep health pools and can benefit from it. Yeah. But that is safe play where we're trying to play more defensive. I think Follow Me is the much more fun play. Uh, I'm now imagining a scenario where we open up with Ms. Marvel throwing out a bunch of attacks and then using Follow Me into Claw on Deadly Media, who drops Supersonic Annihilator. And I love that line of play. So let's go for it. Uh I also think. Craven is a secret very good with uh, Follow Me, where you can just, like, 
cool. I will add extra dice, attack you twice, be at six power, play follow me. Suddenly, Miss Marvel gets seven, uh, six dice, triple reroll attacks. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm sold. We'll cool. we'll go with the more aggressive game plan. Uh, the one that I think is most likely to be banned. It does open up some really ridiculous um, possibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I think we were talking about it earlier, but mission objective. Yeah, mission objective is another one. Um, I mean, to be fair, playing both mission objective and Black Cat, my instinct is still to, uh, and Kingpin, to be fair, is still to think, hey, we could be looking at deadly legacy virus over yeah. four grips and mm-hmm. probably be happy with it. Yeah. Um, but it is more difficult to get that um, that off these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and mission objective is still just generically useful. Oh, it is so, so good. Yeah. Again, it wins games. You can't oh, really yeah. argue with it. Uh... So, last slot. I think, unless there's a character card that I'm missing. There is a sort of character card that we should talk about. Yeah? Eyes on the prize, which is going to be very specifically for Beta Ray Bill. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I was going to say the... The sort of three remaining considerations for me would be... um, Eyes on the prize, escort to safety, or fallback, all mm-hmm. of which I think are excellent cards. Question is, how often are we planning to play Beta Ray Bill? And the answer might be quite a lot. So... Yeah. And I also think um, Eyes on the prize empowers anyone to become Miss Marvel. Uh... Ooh, I'm going to have to look at the distancing on sitting in between two sword points with eyes on the prize on a medium base. Because I still think it's good as yeah. a mid-game want to flip a bunch of objective tool for us. Yeah. Yeah, we can definitely use it that way. Um, it's also got the obvious, uh, it gives us a midline extract that we have yep. a, a safe midline extract that we otherwise lack. Yep. Um and I, I am really sorry. I think uh, it it does just outperform uh, Fearful Symmetry as much as I want to take that card. <laughs> the card that one day I will make happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think Eyes on the Prize. Um, mm-hmm. It's difficult to argue with. Cool. I think we... I have slotted in Rock and Troll for now, but yeah. I think... Actually, we probably, if we're being sensible, want one of either escort to safety or fallback. Or um, recalibration matrix. Yes, recalibration matrix is also really, really good. Yeah. Um, oh, recal. Do we have anybody with particularly big attacks that we might want to have some insurance for? Uh, we have... Um... Let's see. Claw has a seven dice. Ulic has a nine dice. Uh, Beta Ray Bill has a 
seven to nine dice. I think we are probably looking at it mostly defensively. Yeah. Um, but defensively, it can be really, really strong. Um, the only question is, are we expecting to see more one big hits that we need to worry about? Mm-hmm. Or do we want the reposition? I want to go to escort to safety because I think Miss Marvel will end up, she has such versatility in where she places. And I think she yeah. is going to end her turn on three power often enough that when you need the clutch escort to safety, you can have it. Yeah. Um, late game, it, it's not uncommon for her to end on six power even, which is mm-hmm. where she really wants to be. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, escort to safety. I think we throw that one in over rock control. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that is I a still... full roster. Sorry. It It is. And it it's a really interesting one, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, Criminal Syndicate has definitely come a long way since the last time I looked at them. Yeah. They are fascinating. Um, any any last words before we take the sim for landing? No, uh, I am pretty happy with all of this. I think there's um, an argument over fear grips and deadly legacy virus. I think I'm probably going to try and get this to the table as soon as I get my hands on Claw. and uh, Let us know how it goes. Play around with that a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for everyone at home, the full list is Miss Marvel, Modoc, Scientist Supreme, Claw, Ulick. Bullseye, Craven the Hunter, Beta Ray Bill, Kingpin, Black Cat, and Scourge the Executioner. Uh, for tactic cards, we have All According to Plan, Cruelty, No Mercy, Scuttlebutt on Me, Supersonic Annihilation, Brace for Impact, Follow Me, Mission Objective, Eyes on the Prize, and Escort to Safety. For Secures, we have Sword Base established in uh, Sword establishes base on Blue Moon's a- Moon's Blue Area. Fuck, that is a tongue twister. Fritz. Uh, then we have Deadly Media Mutates Civilians and Portals Overrun City with Spider-People. And then Extracts, uh, we have Research Station Attacked, Paranoia Pummels Populous, and Fear Grips World as Worthy Terrorized City. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting roster. I'm, I'm excited to see how it plays. Yep. If people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? So I am... Uh... Primarily in your Discord and the Across the Bifrost Discord these days as a goose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also email me at a dreaded goose at gmail.com. Um, so, yeah, those are the two ways to get in touch. Yeah, fantastic. And if people wanted to uh, reach out to me, you can do so. I am Lexa White on all the MCP discords, Gjipped on the non-MCP discords. If you want to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash Alexa White, where not only do you get access to the dark hold, where you get all of my secret tech. That is, I ha- I've had some really interesting things this month, so uh, check that out. Um, you also get access to my Patreon playlist, which should be out by the time this episode is out, as well as my monthly check-ins, uh, where I talk about all the movies and TV I've been watching. Um, and if you want to come to uh, the tournament I am running, it is July 22nd at Mark's Boarding House in Bellevue. That will be our LVO qualifier. 
So yeah, very, very exciting. Thank you very much for having me on. Well, uh, well thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on. Uh, yeah. It has been a yeah, long yeah, day. Yeah, it, it sure has. Um, but yeah, I appreciate it. It, it was fantastic to talk to you. Uh, it always is. And I look forward to seeing how this goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and keep experimenting, people.